0: the same power that god used to create the universe when he said let there be light and that explosion took place about a revelation of holy spirit that's the same power he wants to put in you he says and you shall receive us." when the holy ghost is coming for you that explosion dynamite power that's how much power god has given you the problem is we don't operate in it because we don't know we have it what good is 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 all these things that God has given us. Remember what Jesus says. He said, You shall do even greater works than I've done. And the problem why we're not we're not seeing that manifest in the earth is because we're not walking in the power that God has given us through Holy Spirit. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom-focused, kingdom-minded, kingdom-living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast, and you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson founder, and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. That you are safe in your home, amen, and that you are worshiping the Lord with us in spirit and in truth. Let me say this, people of God, um, we know that um, the, the county executive for Baltimore County, our churches in Baltimore County, has uh, lifted some of the restraints to allow 50% of the congregation um, to assemble, but we're opting not to do that. To make sure that when we gather back together as a body of believers, as a, as a whole at Clancy, as a church, that we are in a safe environment, and so we're putting um, precautions and things in place to ensure those things. But until then, people of God, we will continue to have service like this. I pray you continue to stay safe. And stay connected to us via uh, all the streams that we have gone today. Amen. So we just thank God for you. We just thank God that you're still with us and that you're staying connected. And we guess what? We're still the body of Christ. Amen. We're still the church. And either we're coming together and assembling online. Guess what? We're not denying the assembly of the saints. Amen. We're still coming together. We're just doing it virtually. So I just thank God for you. And amen. We're going to continue to do this until God says something different. Amen. So we thank God for you. So listen, let's get right into the word. So let me just Jesus, uh, just uh this disclaimer real quick so um we know that next sunday is pentecost sunday and next sunday we will celebrate uh when holy spirit fell in that upper room and and the church was birthed and we're going to deal with that next week but today i felt like it was necessary for us to deal with uh talking about the person who who initiated amen or the person behind pentecost and that's holy spirit amen so if you have your bible turn me to the book of acts acts chapter 1 We just need to get verse 8. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Amen. When you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. Amen. Acts is in our Bible. Hallelujah. If you get to the book of John, you're real close. If you get to the book of Romans, you have gone too far. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And the Bible reads this way, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witness in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Let's stop right there. Again, our message today is the person behind Pentecost, and that's Holy Spirit. The person behind Pentecost. People of God, I'd like to present to you today that Holy Spirit is probably the most important person in the earth right now. He has more wisdom than all the professors in every university put together, and he has more knowledge than all the books that's on the planet. Amen. Holy Spirit is the one that God has sent to comfort us, to guide us, to speak to us, and to give us power. So people of God, according to our text, we are powerless without him amen and I want you to notice in the text Jesus did not release them until they received power and so understand you can't be released to be a witness until you have the power and that power comes from Holy Spirit amen so this is the order of how this thing works the father introduced us to the son and the son introduced us to Holy Spirit understand that Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead amen And I know some may say, well, pastor, how are you calling him a uh, person if he's a spirit? Well, guess what, people of God, what makes you a person is your spirit and not your flesh. Give me a moment to explain. My church is very familiar with this teaching because I teach it all the time. The Bible says that we were made in the image and the likeness of God. God has three parts of his being. We believe in the triune God. He's got the Father, God, the Son, and God, Holy Spirit. And because he's three, we have three. We have a spirit, a soul, and a body. Our spirit, man, is the part of us that's like God. The Bible says that God is spirit, and those must worship him in spirit and in truth. We have a soul, our mind, our emotions, our intellect. we made you you is your soul and then we have this body that we live in this flesh the best way to describe us as beings is that we are spirit that possesses soul that live in a body so what makes you you is not your body um what makes you you is your spirit can I prove this to you remember what happened with Adam God went to the dirt and made his flesh first he made his flesh but he was not living he was not a person. That was just his body. Then God breathed it to him, and the Bible said, and he became a living soul. So don't ever think that your flesh is you. That's just to suit you living, that you are spirit. And so understanding the Holy Spirit can be a person just like you can be a person because you are spirit. Amen. So let's, let's go back to Genesis 1. I want to show you something in Genesis 1. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Because this is the first time we're introduced to Holy Spirit. It's in the creation story. Okay, Genesis chapter one, verses one and two. Listen to what the Bible says. It says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep." Now, here's what it is. It says, "And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the water." Now, people of God understand there's a, there's a law in theology called the law of first mention. Whenever you see something mentioned for the first time in the word, it sets the precedence of how you can activate that thing throughout the entire word. So we see here in Genesis 1 uh, verse 2 that Holy Spirit, the wind or the ruah of God, was hovering over the face of the deep. Let me explain how this thing is working. All three parts of the Godhead is working in creation. Understand that God the Father is speaking, and what He is speaking is the Logos, which is Jesus Christ. He is the Word, according to John 1. So we understand that the Father is speaking the Word, the Logos, and the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, is hovering over the earth, waiting for the Word so He can react. Understand Holy Spirit is power. So understand what He will do is He will reveal the Word that God just spoke. I'm going to say that again. Holy Spirit will reveal the the word that God just spoke and so he's going to reveal it with power God said let there be light and the the word was sent forth the Holy Spirit was there waiting and then boom there was an explosion and light came about about because understand that there is okay give you a sidebar here type in yes you can so i know you're with me there is no creation without revelation understand that that there is no creation without revelation understand that holy spirit is the revelator he's the one that reveals and so the thing that god was speaking he revealed it and it manifests in the earth by the word of god so you see all three parts of god is working in creation understand people of god that mankind has walked with god and all three persons of the godhead has worked with walk with god understand that adam walked with god the father the disciples walked with god the son and in the the person of jesus christ and the church the Ecclesia, we're walking with holy spirit right now understanding the old testament was the time of the father the new testament was the time of jesus and the present time is the time of holy spirit amen Again, in Genesis 1, one it says, in the beginning, God. We have to look at that word God in the Hebrew. That word God in the Hebrew, in this context, is Elohim. That is the, the, the plural um, noun of God. And so we know that this God speaking in a plural and not a singular um, um, noun because in verse 26 of Genesis 1, he said, let us make man in our image. He's speaking of himself in the plural sense. So we understand, we can say, in the beginning, Elohim, all three parts of God participate and they all created. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me just give you this thing. Understand that in order order for us to even have access to the Holy Spirit, we have to go through Jesus. So understand how this works. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we have the ability to receive power from Holy Spirit. See, some people will say, you know what, I ain't into all that Holy Spirit stuff. I'm not into all that, um, that Spirit stuff. And my thing is, you're right. Everybody won't have access to that power if they don't accept Jesus. So the way you get this power, the way you receive Holy Spirit, is by first accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let's continue to read because, see, here's the problem. We stop in salvation. And we think salvation is it. No, salvation is the first step. After I'm saved, then the next step is for me to receive power. I'm going to prove this to you. Look at the Bible. Look what it says in John chapter 16, verse 7. John chapter 16, verse 7. Listen to what it says. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I do depart, then I will send him to you. Understand what Jesus is saying. Jesus says, yes, I am here with you. I am am God with you right now. That's why he was called Emmanuel, God with us. But Jesus says, I'm going to leave, and I'm going to send the comforter, another one that will come, and he will be God with you, and that's God's spirit. Amen. So even Jesus was saying that salvation is the first step. The next step is getting the Holy Spirit so you can operate in power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we have to understand something about Holy Spirit. Because we have Holy Spirit, I'm never alone. Listen, some of you might feel like you're alone. You are never alone if you have his Spirit. Listen, in your darkest hour, he's still with you. Whether you're in your valley, he's with you. Whether you're on your mountaintop, he's with you. He said, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. Let's read our text again, our original text in Acts chapter 1. It says... But you shall receive power. I'm in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That word power in the Greek is dudamas. Dudamas is where we get the word dynamite from. So you have to understand this. Listen, people of God, listen to this. The same power that God used to create the universe when he said let there be light and that explosion took place about a revelation of holy spirit that's the same power he wants to put in you he says and you shall receive dew to us when the holy ghost is come upon you that explosion dynamite power that's how much power God has given you the problem is we don't operate in it because we don't know we have it hallelujah what good is power if you ain't going to use it what good is, is, is all these things that God has given us? Remember what Jesus says. He said, you shall do even greater works than I have done. And the problem why we're not, we're not seeing that manifest in the earth is because we're not walking in the power that God has given us through Holy Spirit. Now, here's something. I know some people have never had an encounter with Holy Spirit. So let me just give you some facts about who He is. Number one, Holy Spirit is a person and not an it. Okay. Here's the problem. If you view Holy Spirit as an it, you will uh you that means you believe he's something you could put on and take off. So I'm feeling holy today. So I'm putting on the Holy Spirit. And I put him on like he's a coat. Hallelujah. Here's the problem. Do I communicate with my coat? Do I say, good morning, coat? How are you? No, I don't. And see, if you treat Holy Spirit like an it, that's how you'll treat it. You'll never communicate with him. Listen, if I take off this coat, if I offend this coat by slamming it down, I don't say, I apologize, coat, for slamming you down. I don't do that. And, and see, understand, people will often grieve the Holy Spirit, and they don't apologize because they don't view him as a person. They think he's an it. Hallelujah. Can I mess with your religion a little bit? Here's number two. Um, Holy Spirit it's not a ghost see i know in the bible sometimes we we think the word spirit and ghost are synonymous with one another we think they're the same word the word spirit in the in the hebrew is ruah it's not the same um, for ghosts so understand a ghost is something that's dead a spirit is alive hallelujah understand that see ghosts are scary People are afraid of ghosts. Ghosts are dead. And so understand that Holy Spirit's our guide. He's our comforter. And we shouldn't be afraid of the one that God has sent to console us. So he's not a ghost. I know it's popular to say, I have Holy Ghost power. But understand that that word is not translated the right way. It's spirit. God is spirit. We don't call ourselves ghosts. We don't say, I'm a ghost. Only time we call people ghosts when we think they're dead. So understand Holy Spirit is not a ghost. He's spirit. Hallelujah. I know that mess with some of y'all religion, hallelujah, but that's all, that's all right. It's tight. Somebody type the rest of it for me. Y'all already know how we get down, but it's right. Hallelujah. Now, 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 now here, here's a funny one. But number three, you can't catch Holy Spirit. People, I remember growing up in church, people would say, I caught the Holy Ghost. Or oh, people would say, they got happy in church today. So getting happy means I caught the Holy Spirit. Listen, you can't catch him. He's not the flu, hallelujah. Nor is he a ball. Hallelujah. I can't catch Holy Spirit. Or oh, I just called him. He he just oh, hallelujah. It it's not it don't work that way, hallelujah. He's not a ball. He's not the flu. He can't be caught, but listen, he can be responded to. You can respond to him. Hallelujah. Number 4, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Hallelujah. He's not a dance. See, we think that 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 all our response should be the same. Now, some people think that if I don't dance, I don't have Holy Spirit. If I don't, oh, here's one. I know I'm going to get in trouble for this one. There's some, there's some who would teach that if I don't dance and speak in tongue, that I have not received Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That is the evidence. It's a evidence, but it's not the only one. <laughs> and so understand that because, listen, if dancing was the only way we would have to know if we had holiness, some of us would be in trouble. Hallelujah. Because some of us can't dance. Hallelujah. And so because of that, we can't say that this is the only way. See, people respond to the Holy Spirit different ways. Some people respond with a dance. Some people respond in singing. Some people respond in crying. Some people respond by lifting their hands or laying prostrate. They, they have different ways. Listen, here's one. Some people write checks. That's their response to the Holy Spirit. My God, I, don't even, I ain't got time to fool with that one. But, but understand, but your, your response can be very different to his presence in your life. And I don't want you to ever think that because you can't dance like you see some others dance, that you don't have God's Spirit living with you. Amen, lights and walls. I know that one is tight too, but I guarantee you it's right. All right, understand that Holy Spirit also um, is a person and he has likes and dislikes. Understand he doesn't like chaos or division. Understand he is a gentleman. He's only going to go where he is welcomed. Hallelujah. He has a personality, okay? Now, here's the thing. Holy Spirit wants a relationship with you, not a ritual. I'm going to say that again. He wants a relationship with you and not a ritual. And how do you build a relationship with a person? You have to spend time with them, okay? And so understand that he's not going to go where he is wel- where he's not welcome. Here's another, here's another awesome point. Understand that Holy Spirit wants to be welcomed in your home. But my question to you is, do you have room in your home for him? Now, understand, Holy Spirit is the—what um, Holy Spirit does is the fruit of who he is. I'm going to say that again. What Holy Spirit does is the fruit of who he is. The problem is, oftentimes in the church, we're seeking more of what he can do more than who he is. Okay? Okay. Um, Jesus described him as our helper, as our comforter, and our guide. Let me show you another scripture. Uh, 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 John chapter 14, verse 16. John chapter 14, verse 16. Look what it says here. It says, And I pray the Father, and he, I pray to the Father, and he, that he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. So understand, God wants to send us the comforter. He's our helper. He's our God. He's our teacher. Holy Spirit has emotions. He has feelings. He's a person. Here's another scripture, Ephesians 4, verse 30. Ephesians 4, verse 30. Look what it says here. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Understand that, again, you can, he has emotions. He's a person. He has feelings. You could grieve him. Amen. Now, here's the thing. Holy Spirit is a person, and he has a presence, but he's more than his presence. Can can I prove this to you? Firstly, can you you come here, please? I want to illustrate something to you all about the presence of God's Spirit. Go ahead and cover your eyes. I can be close to her, amen, because we live together. Hallelujah. So we're not in, in... we're not out of compliance hallelujah so I want to illustrate to you about the presence okay I represent Holy Spirit my cologne I just put on represents my presence she knows that I'm here because of my presence she can sense my presence but but, but here's the problem my presence is gonna let her know one or two things that I'm either there, or I used to be there. I'm gonna say it again. My presence is gonna let her know I was I'm either right there with her, or my presence is gonna let her know that I was in the room. Now here's the problem: we get so infatuated. Now understand, she can't see me. She can't see me, but she know I'm there because of my presence, or she knew I was there. Because of my presence. Now, here's here's the problem. We get so infatuated with the presence that we don't seek him no more. We want more of the presence than we want him. See, the presence will give you the goosebumps, but he will give you life. My God. And so, a lot of times, my question to you, would you rather have the goosebumps of him? Because here's the thing. My presence should lead her to me. So you should be able to to sense my presence. Now come to me. See, all she's doing is following my presence. And my presence should lead her right to me. And she should desire me more than my presence. And so my question to you is, what would you rather have? Now I'm not saying that his presence. Listen, people will come to church and say, I feel his presence. That's good. Because you know he's there. But the question is, is that all you want? Is it to feel something? Or do you want him to walk with you, to teach you and to guide you through this life? That when you get to your hard place in life, he's ordering your steps and he's he's guiding you and he's comforting you while you're there. He says, I know it's tough, but I'm here with you. He will console you and, and be there with you. So what would you rather have, the presence or him? I would rather have him. His presence will lead me to him. Now, people of God understand that he has a presence, but listen, here's the beautiful thing about Holy Spirit. He's omnipresent. That means he's everywhere all the time amongst believers. So if you are a believer, he's with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me prove some, you in some scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Again, he's amongst believers. Let me prove this to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple are you? Amen. Let's look at another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse seven, Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven. Look what it says here. It says, "But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So God has placed a treasure, his spirit, in these earthen vessels. Here is the problem: in order for him to get in. You have to let your guard down. See, all the times we we put a guard out because we don't want God to come in to our house. And all the times we don't want God to come into our house because we know our house is a mess. Can I show you this? Let me introduce you to Lady Kim. Lady Kim is in her house, and as you can see, her house is a mess. She's laying in her mess, and unfortunately, she's comfortable in her mess. Because guess what? She's in the house, and nobody can see it but her. At least she thinks. See, if if your house is a mess— you'll you, 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 you know it's there but you're like you know what it's, it, you know, God, we'll say stuff like this God knows my heart we'll say stuff like well you know I'll get to cleaning some of this stuff up later and so we find Lady Kim here in her messy house and because she's in her house and because she's born in her house let me show you what she'll start doing she'll start playing games my God She'll start playing the family feud. Y'all know what happens in your house—beating, beefing with your family, and all types of foolishness in the family—and you know it's a mess, and you won't deal with it. Oh God! You won't deal with it because ain't nobody gonna see it but me anyway. Then you have Jenga. I say that right, Jenga. This is a game where you're just trying to piece things together. And most of the time, you put it together and it falls right apart. And that's the games we play inside of our dirty house. We all have all types of games here. Clue, trying to figure stuff out. We have all types of games in here. And, 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 and so, we, what we would do is, this is what our house looks like. It's a mess. But then, when she gets bored in this place, then she goes over here because least over here, oh, my goodness. See, she has these trophies in her house. See, these trophies represent her past success. So she's built memorials in her house about her past success and things she was able to accomplish back in the day. You remember back in 1985, boy, I had it going on. 99 was a good year for me. But it's 2020 now. And so her house is a mess because she hasn't moved forward from those places because sometimes, people of God, your success can be the hindrance to your your future. Any past success can block you from getting to where you have to go. So look at Lady Kim. She's moving, but she ain't going nowhere. She's moving, but she ain't going nowhere because she's still hanging on to her past success and don't believe that God could do anything more than he's already done for her but then all of a sudden there's a knock at her door and the knock at her door is Holy Spirit trying to get in now here's the problem she don't want him to come in because her house is a mess and you know how people get If their house is a mess, they don't want nobody to come in because they are embarrassed by their mess. And so because they have a mess in their house, they are embarrassed to let anybody in. No, they can't come in. They can't come in. But here's the thing about Holy Spirit. He's persistent. He wants to come in. So she ignored him the first time. But the second time, I guess she's going to try to get in. So what she tries to do is, like what most of us try to do, we try to hurry up and hide our mess and try to cover up our mess because we don't want nobody to see all of our mess. Super stuff under the sofa. Then she finally gets up enough nerve to go to the door. And she wants to let him in. But She's embarrassed. But reluctantly, she lets him in. He wants to come in and be a part, but even though she let him in, she's still trying to hide her mess. He's looking around and he sees what's going on, but she's trying to cover it up. Oh, yeah, even the bottle she's trying to hide. You know how when the, when the pastor comes to the saints' house, they try to hide all the liquor bottles. Amen. She's trying to hide, hallelujah, what she just was in, her, 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 what, what we call it her mess. She's hiding it. Here's the thing about Holy Spirit. He knew your house was a mess before you even let him in. Understand, that's why he wanted to come in. He wanted to come in because he knows it's a mess. He's coming in because he wants to help you clean it up. But the first thing he's going to do is embrace you. He's going to let you know it's going to be all right. He will console you and say, I know your house is a mess. I know that things have been messed up for a while, but that's why I'm here to help you clean this place up. And so he'll come and he'll help you clean it up. He'll help you clean it up. He won't leave you out there by yourself. He knows it's a mess. He knows this is years of mess accumulating time after time. He says, it's all right. We're in this thing together, and he's helping you get your house in order. He's helping you to clean up your house. But here's the beautiful thing when you clean up your house. Here's the beautiful thing about that. When I clean up my house, what's happening on the inside will begin to manifest on the outside. See, when, when, I'm, when I have the ability to make sure my house is clean on the inside, it will show on the outside. See, you know how some of the saints are, I can tell their house ain't clean on the inside because all they do is frown. And all they got, their faces all distorted. They never smile. Hallelujah. But I can tell when their house starts getting clean that their, their, their frown will turn into a smile hallelujah and their words will change because their inside is clean and so clean things are coming from the inside of them so it's always being negative and always being I don't know if I'm going to make it they start speaking faith they start speaking life because they are saying, you know what I know things were hard but I'm cleaning up my house now I'm getting myself together and so I believe God I know he can move in my life I know he can change things I know he can turn things around but this all happens when you allow Holy Spirit into your heart listen, the Bible says we are the temple of God's Spirit. That God has placed this treasure in these earthy vessels. and He wants to come into your house and help you clean your house up. So you don't have to be ashamed anymore. That you're not operating in guilt anymore. And that that the enemy can't keep beating you up about your past. Listen, the enemy will try to come and beat you up about your past and let you get comfortable in your mess. But Holy Spirit will come and say, no, 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 no. We've thrown that into the sea of forgetfulness. We didn't even worry about your place. Let's just clean up this stuff, so you can live again. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Holy Spirit will come and help you clean your place. Hallelujah. I thank God that His Spirit will come and help us in our situations. Understand, people of God, that Holy Spirit wants to have, wants you to have a lifestyle that's fruitful, and not just, um, um. A feeling, but a lifestyle that will display his fruit. Amen. Now, um, let me read this scripture to you Gal- Galatians chapter five, verse 22 and 23. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. This is what the Bible says. It says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law and so understand people of god the fruit is the evidence of the relationship not the gifts oh help me here god see if i have the fruit of the spirit that's the evidence that i'm in relationship with holy spirit not the gifts understand that the gifts god gives us he gives us the gifts. People can speak in tongues. People can interpret tongues. All the gifts of the Spirit, I can I name them all. But that's not showing me, or that's not showing God how much you love him. It's God showing you how much he loves you. If, God, if I give you a gift that has nothing to do with your love towards me, it's show all my love towards you. So God has given us gifts. But the way God knows that you love him is that you're operating in the fruit of the Spirit. Understand something, He brings fruit. You have the box too, Holy Spirit. So understand, you have a choice. Now, you can have both. You can operate in your gifts and walk in the fruit of the Spirit. But please don't believe that because I have gifts, I only madly have fruit. I know people who can speak in tongues but won't speak to me. I know people who can do all types of gifts, but they're nasty and mean. See, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. See, if I'm not bringing that, then you know I have God's Spirit. Another thing about the fruit, the fruit is a sign of intimacy and maturity. Let me tell you this. Fruit is a sign of intimacy. When I have fruit, then understand that's no—that means I had an intimate relationship with Holy Spirit. That means I'm in relationship with Him enough that I'm displaying what He is, is showing in me. Okay, if He's all these things, if these His attributes, if I'm if I'm exhibiting these attributes, then they're in me. That means I'm in relationship with Him because I'm looking just like Him when it comes to the fruit. So understand now. Now we have here, Holy Spirit and Lady Kim, but if we take Holy Spirit and make him who who he really is in, in the context, that's Elder John. Amen. Now, Elder John and Lady Kim have two children. Now, understand that their children is the fruit of the intimacy of their relationship. And without intimacy, there'll be no fruit. My God. So understand, in order for you to have any type of fruit, you have to have an intimate relationship with Holy Spirit. Okay? And understand that that was going to require maturity. Understand something. If I plant a seed today, an apple seed today, the only way that seed is going to uh, produce any fruit that it had to tree has to grow and mature. Fruit don't grow on unmature trees. Oh, my gosh. Immature. I said immature. Immature. Correct my English. Fruit don't grow on immature trees. The tree has to be mature enough for it to even produce fruit. And so understand that if you're going to operate in in, in the gifts of the Spirit, make sure that you have the fruit. And if you're going to be fruitful, make sure that the world can see it. But it all comes because he comes to your house and he cleans it up. He cleans up your house, and after your house is cleansed, here's some fruit. The same love I show you that you to show this love. The same joy I gave you, I need you to show it. The same peace I gave you, you need to be peaceful. Amen, The same way I was gentle with you, you'd to be gentle with people. My God, The same way I was kind with you, you need to be kind with people. Oh gosh, the same way I showed self-control, you need to show some self-control. Hallelujah. And so that's what Holy Spirit does. Let me close this thing out. Understand the Holy Spirit is the comforter. He is the counselor. He will come and let you know what your rights are, (laughs) your kingdom rights. He's the helper. He comes and he helps you in every situation, helps you clean up your house, helps you to navigate through life. He helps you when you're confused and you don't know what to do. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you how he helps me all the time. My memory is horrible. He'll bring things back to my remembrance. Hallelujah. Because he's that type of God. He's our advocate. He fights and defends us. He's our intercessor. He prays and groans and moans on our behalf. Holy Spirit is our comforter. Jesus says, I'm going away. I'm going away to prepare a place for you, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to come. He's going to do all these things, but he's also going to come and give you power. Do Power. Explosive power. To do the work that God has given us to do in this earth. He's gonna give you power. And part of the reason that you need you have that power is so you can be a witness. See, so we think the power is just so we can speak in tongues. The power is so we can be a witness throughout the entire world. Signs and wonders and miracles will flow in your life if you can accept them and let them in. Let them to your heart. Let them to your life. You may say, Pastor, my life is, my house is a mess it's been a mess for years he knows that he wants to come and help you clean it up so that he can live here you have to make space in your house for him see we cloud our house with all types of things and we have to make room in our heart and our lives so he can live in us i want to introduce you to the person behind pentecost and that's holy spirit Hallelujah. Can we just get a little hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for His spirit. Next week we're going to deal with Pentecost. We're going to have a same, we're going to have an awesome illustration next week. You don't want to miss next week's broadcast. I promise you that. Because next week we're going to have a real illustration of the upper room. But people of God, listen. We talked about Holy Spirit and receiving power. But in order to receive power, you have to first accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so listen, I know that you're not physically here with me. But listen, if you're watching this this service and you're questioning, I don't know Jesus in the part of my sins. I don't, I've never accepted him. If that's you and you want to accept him, listen, let me just lead you in a quick prayer. It's a very simple process. What we have to do, we have to accept him and his sacrifice. We accept him and what he did on the cross. If we can accept those two things, then guess what? Salvation is yours. If that's you, listen, just let us know. Just this type of hand, that's me. I need I need salvation. Because we, we want to make sure we're not just having church, but we want to win souls for the kingdom. So if that's you, let me just do a, lead you in a quick prayer. And even if you're saved, you can say it with me if you want. But let's pray. Father, Say this with me, Father, I come to you as a sinner. And Father, today I'm ready to accept your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. I accept the blood that he shed for me on Calvary's cross on my behalf. And so, Jesus, today, I give you my life for the rest of my life in Jesus' name, amen it's that simple amen amen hallelujah it's that simple i i I want you to know that if you accepted that prayer today that that today's your new birthday amen you were born again today and i thank god that the angels in heaven are rejoicing with us amen let me also pray for everyone under the sound of my voice let's just go to god father we thank you for for your people who are watching this service. I pray, God, that you are putting a hedge of protection around them, that no hurt, harm, or danger are coming their way. Father, I also pray, Father, that you are protecting their finances and protecting their health and their family. God, I pray against anxiety. I pray against depression and loneliness in Jesus' name. I'm praying against, God, anything that might come against your church, anything. Matter of fact, God, I'm speaking against the division, hallelujah, that's coming against the body of Christ right now, God. I pray peace and unity in the name of Jesus and I declare we are your body and we will be united oh God in Jesus name I pray for MGWC father God I pray for my church family let them know God that there's still a season of double portion that they're walking even now I declare it over them in Jesus name and I thank you God in advance what you're doing even now in Jesus name amen Thank you for listening to the Raymond Talk podcast and don't forget to like us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Raymond Talk podcast. Hope you join us next time.